Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Welcome back to another episode of... Mostly Welcome back to another episode. I'm here today because last week I wasn't here and I just wanted to say that I miss you guys and I wanted to personally cuss my two co-hosts for not mentioning wow. me at all. I literally listened to the episode last week and nobody said, oh my God, like Ray's not here. Did, we did you not see no who we had? Out, did you nothing. not see who we had as a guest, Ray? But I, was in, I was in perpetual and everlasting shock. But do you know why? Because so. we, we thought you were on the way. No. So we thought, okay, let's not say Ray's not with us today. And yeah. then you just turn up at the I end. was offended. Yeah. I was well. personally offended. And I think one of you guys needs to apologize. Well, that's not happening. So <laughs> we didn't do anything wrong. Alex? Wow. Okay, so, so... Welcome to an episode of Must Be Lit, guys. This is a good week. Good week. Sun shining. Everybody's in good spirits. Yes. How's everybody doing this week? Great. Before we get into it, we have an amazing guest for you guys today. Can the amazing guests please introduce themselves? <laughs> Hi. I'm apparently not whatever amazing guest you had last week. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? We had- who was it? <laughs> it's a writer that Ray really, 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 yeah. really, 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 she actually really was enamored now. by. Her name is Yersa Daily Ward, and yeah. she wrote a book that's... Is it out yet? It's out now. Yeah, it's, yeah, out yeah. Now. it's called The Terrible, and it's amazing. All right, dope. So that's not <laughs> me. <laughs> that's not me. Um, I am Gabourey City Bay. Hi, Gabourey. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, welcome me. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, after we announce an incredible guest, we do need the horns. Yeah, we you do know, need the horns. We need to actually the start. The bashment horns. Can yeah. you do them? We need to put it in. Yeah, like or, like, or like a round of applause. <laughs> or something. Some cheering. Some Wendy Williams claps. <laughs> Like that, that yeah, bless anyone's ears out. I like that. Something like that. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Thank really you. Really excited here. to have you on the show. Thank you for gracing our England. I think it's brighter today because you're here. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. No Honestly, I've been to London quite a bit, and the weather has never been nicer right? than it is right now. This is a yeah. sign. I think so. It's a sign. So it's good. I'm out here in a mini skirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, 
wearing a fresh pair of Jordans. I'm out here in these London streets. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Derek, how's your week been? Oh yeah, my week's been alright. You know, it's not not too bad. Been at work and that is yeah, chilled. <sighs> I mean, I don't know what you expect me to say. I haven't done anything interesting or amazing. You never I mean, do anything interesting. I never do. No, you're right. I'm reading an interesting book though. Okay. By uh, I forget his first name, but he's a Mandela. So he's Nelson Mandela's grandson, mm-hmm. and he's reading a book about like life lessons from my grandfather mm-hmm. to kind of you know coincide with the hundred year anniversary of Nelson Mandela's birth. So yeah, I'm reading that. That's that's quite interesting. That's quite good, you know. Okay. So I mean, literally, that's been the most interesting thing I've done this week, actually. Yeah. Right. Work just Sweet. work, you know. You know, until today, so yeah. All right. How's everybody else? Sorry, I feel like I'm killing the vibe. <laughs> 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 you just it comes to like plummet the. No, I mean, it was magic. a good, it was a pretty good week. I went to the uh, British Library to see Ursa when she was in conversation. Yes, we did. That was really good. That was really good. Oh, yeah. um, How was that? That was good. Just reading some of the stuff from her poetry collection called Bone. Oh. And um, that was really amazing. Like, she's just one of them people that just, she's a performer. You know, oh. you know, yeah, so she was really engaging with the crowd. You know, it's funny. Uh, I don't like poetry. You don't like poetry. I, I don't s- like. I said this as well. I don't. I don't. I so I do. I have an appreciation for watching it performed, mm. but sometimes I feel like poetry is so personal. Yeah. And I feel like a voyeur, and I feel like, oh no, that's your. Those are your private, you know, thoughts and feelings and stuff. And I feel, I feel, you know, weird. Like I'm emo- like I'm overstepping a bound. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when I'm hearing and reading it. But also, like, they're an artist, and so they they want me to be in there. But, like, then I can't ask questions. Yeah. What if I'm, like, nosier than you want me to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. They're just out there doing true? their thing. Because, like, poetry is highly emotive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, it's a, yeah, sometimes it can seem quite intrusive. But that's what I did this week. And how's your few days been here? Been really great. I love London so much. Um, I feel like I'm always here. I'm not here enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a very busy, busy, busy few days. I got here, I guess, three days ago. An 11-hour flight from California, you guys. 11 hours. Yeah, this is how dedicated I am to being right here with y'all. Oh, this is you. my level of dedication. Um, <laughs> and, like, jet lag. And, like, I've been waking up at 1 in the morning mm-hmm. and, like, having a full day. But last night I actually slept. And so I'm out here. I'm ready again. Yeah. Like I said, in fresh Jordans. You got some, you got much planned on for the rest of the day. Like you're uh, gonna go to the like South Bank. You're gonna why? What's up at the South Bank? Like, like down the South Bank. It's just like by the River Bank, and there's like loads of different places. Like, <laughs> South Bank. I love South Bank. I love South Bank. You literally <laughs> just go there when nothing's happening. What? Nothing? Oh, yeah, that's actually chill true. Yeah, it's a chill out. It's yeah. a nice place. At the moment. I don't even know what's going on at the South Bank Centre, but it's usually a good space. It's usually loads of little food joints and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Basically, the South Skate Bank Park. sponsor us. <laughs> I mean, the South Bank. The South Bank itself is a place, right? Really. <laughs> like, did, did you get any Jordans from here? No, oh. I got them from um, from LA. I was going to say, because I haven't seen fours in the UK for a long time. Oh, okay. So, like, okay, I have to admit this. So, like, I am not not great these are my first this is my first pair of jordans oh right okay, i so. bought three pairs of jordans in one time because i never because like i grew up really poor and uh-huh. all the like the kids like and everyone else i grew up with was also poor you had jordans if your dad sold drugs oh, and, God. So, oh, God. <laughs> and my daddy ain't sell drugs so i'm yeah. <laughs> i'm sure they got it other ways oh. but um i realized once i had a little bit of money that i could actually afford jordans and i just sort of like went down to the mall and i went a little bit off and so i had no people like somebody i was talking to like amanda seals and I was wearing these and she was like, okay, fours. And I was like, what? What are you? <laughs> like, I don't, I'm I, I so, don't know what. I don't know. Means. Yeah, I don't know Jordan culture. Yeah. I just went for like cute shoes. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So what are 
fours? Is, you, that, you, you bought, is a, it you like bought a, a classic? Four general, oh, did like, I? Like, what's a four? Yeah, fours are classics. It's like the number. I think. I, like, is it like an iPhone? Like the, the iPhone I think it's the order. I think it's the order in which they came out at the beginning. Oh, but so then you've got like other ones. So you've got like Spizax, which is I think they're based on. Spike There's something Lee. called Spizax. Spizax. I don't partake. You gotta respect the Jordan trainer. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I have one pair of trainers which I'm wearing now. Mm. These are called the Nike Serenas, I think. Okay. I think that's what they're called. I've the heard only, of her. The only. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're Serenas. I don't know. Yeah, the only ones I I wear. Yeah. I, I don't wear trainers. That's fair. I I trainers are an expensive habit. Right? Expensive Do you habit. know how expensive? I saw this and I was like, oh, they're cute. Yeah. I went to the cashier. So I, I said, sorry, what? Yeah, it's very expensive. Excuse me? Yeah. I hate walking into JD Sports or, any, or Foot Locker or anything just because... It's a huge attack on my bank balance if I bought any trainers, See? and I can't. So your daddy need to sell drugs. Your so daddy can have, 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 I need to have some words with him because you know, I can't, I can't be living in destitution like this. Right? I, don't, I don't get it. What's he doing? I don't know, man. He's out he here, step up his you know, game. out here paying normal and I and doing, I know, doing normal, taxes. paying normal taxes. What's this about? We need to be getting this illegit money. <laughs> right. Oh, Ray, your week was it? My week. My week has been okay. Actually, my week has been very stressful. Mm. I've had a lot of growing up to do this week, uh, a lot of adulting, and I'm proud of myself. But you know when you reach that type of stage in your life where you're like, where like things are moving forward and you're really scared mm. and you have to make life decisions? And What does that feel like? Horrible. Mm. I'm a person <laughs> that hates change. And so the reason why I deal with a lot of things that maybe aren't right is because I don't like change. So I'll just keep on doing it. Mm. And when you realise that you have to make decisions and life is like staring at you in the face and it's like, you have to do this now. It's so surreal. It's like, okay, the decisions are just made and that's it. Nothing yeah. happens. It's crazy. So I've had to make a lot of like adult decisions and I'm getting hives, I'm getting stressed, I'm getting spots. Well, he needs to calm down. <laughs> it's so wow. It's I feel like it's just so strange that you're saying you've, you're only now making adult decisions. But I mean, you're a lawyer. What? <laughs> trainee lawyer. Well, you trainee can't lawyer. say that. Yeah. Okay. But well, I am, but it's like, I know, but... You're a lawyer. Shut up. You're fine. I know. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. No, but it's like, that is, has always been a plan. You know, it's like, you do this, you finish education, you do this, mm. you apply for this job. Ask me to apply for a job now. I'm like, I don't know. Where do people apply for jobs? Because oh, this be has been, quiet. Like, this has been a route that has been, that I have <laughs> what planned. Is this? No, as in, I have planned this route since I was like 16. So mm. I, this is the only thing I know. But that was a life-changing decision you made at 16. I then. didn't know that. I thought that was just me wanting a career or whatever but now it's just like doing other things it's, it's crazy it's bizarre like life decisions and life is just uh, it's, it's what a privilege to have life planned oh shut <laughs> the fuck <laughs> I feel like you're diminishing and you're like lowering my hardships okay this isn't life olympics alright okay? okay thank life you life olympics but yeah so I've, I've, I've had to do a lot of adulting and I can tell you for sure adulting is not fun but it it's, been it's fun liberating for, it ain't been so. fun since 18 but hey yeah, I'm, there's no other choice out of it. Like you know. I, sometimes they think about, you know, they say life is short, but life is long as shit. Like yeah. it's so, it's, it's the longest so thing you'll ever do. Oh my god, it's, it's the right. longest thing you'll ever do. Like live and you're like weighing yeah. up every decision. Like once you leave the house, you're like, well, that's yeah. money. Yeah, Just stepping out your house <laughs> just completely. Exactly. <laughs> like, and why? everything is adulting. Like until until I mean, like the only way out of being adulthood is like death. Yes. <laughs> so like a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Honestly, I wish we could, I wish we had off switches on us, so you could just turn yourself off. Maybe a couple of months. Yeah, months, and then, then it will just turn you back on automatically. Like, I don't know, hun. That sounds like dementia. <laughs> <laughs> you think 
think about I, your choices. You got to think about your choices yeah, wisely. It's like in Click. You, have you seen Click? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can fast forward. Yeah, but then, but then that but become, they had a really sad ending. Yeah, they had a sad ending. Yeah. Because yeah. he fast forwarded through certain certain points in his life. Yeah, I'd want to hibernate. That's what I would do. It's like you know what? Maybe within this period where I'm maybe going for a lot, I make the life decisions, and I don't want to deal with the consequences of just the everyday. So I just like. So you want to be irresponsible, basically. Not irresponsible. I just don't want to deal with the consequences of the choices. That's irresponsibility. That's absorbing yourself. No, it sounds like what you want to do in life is like, you you, you know what like crop dusting is? No. So it's like when you're in an elevator full of people and you have to fart. (laughs) And so you press for your floor. Yeah. You fart and get out of the elevator, and <laughs> the elevator door closes, and everyone else has to deal with your fart. Yes. That's what you want to do yes. in your life. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I want to go to my floor and be comfortable. Wait, wait. I just want one. Wow. They call that crop dusting in the state. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've heard about what Derek is reading. No. Alex, are you reading anything? I'm reading. Okay, guys, don't laugh. Okay. Well, right. We need you, we need to be serious. Yeah, okay. what is it? I'm reading chicken soup for the the soul. Why are we gonna laugh at that? I don't know. I've never read that. Who wrote that? And what is it about? Um, I forgot what the names are. This is my Aren't there different? Yeah, but, but like basically, some people. There's two guys. They co- they're speakers and they collect the stories. And there's two different writers that write different stories on there. It's one of those books that talk about different elements of life, like love, hope, forgiveness, and various people submit different stories and short right. stories and essays mm. in there. Some of them are short stories. Some of them are personal anecdotes. I just picked it up at Waterstones yesterday because I felt like you I felt like yeah, yeah, something to inv- inflame. Yeah, to just invigorate me okay Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, on, yeah, 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 come on. Like, but yeah, like I, cause I've seen it there for like a while. Because when I was what fourteen, I read Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul, and that was pretty You've cool. Always been like this. I love I've it. Always been like. Listen, I found it in Jamaica. It was literally just in my granddad's house. So okay. I just started reading it. Yeah, Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's by our oh, Jack Canfield and one of his partners and they basically they're speakers and they collect all these stories together yeah. and like, there's some really touching stories they touch on grief they touch on like different elements of love like yeah. friendship family romantic etc mm. I just felt like reading something emotive yeah. Yeah. they used to be really really popular in yeah. the states like a lot like 10-15 years yeah. ago and yeah, there yeah. were so many different kinds yeah there's like there's, there's like chicken soup for the pets yes the exactly pets. So I was <laughs> like alright alright right, we're doing too much now but, <laughs> um, but yeah like I'm reading that Gabby what are you reading I just picked up a book called The Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, mm. okay. my mm. God. Okay, good, good. Yes. We're all aware. Um, <laughs> I've read one page and it's already lit. One page, okay. One page. Well, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let us know how you, you do it. To, let us know how you do it. You are it. going to have It's an emotional whirlwind, right? Yeah, I mean, I started to read it and I was like, I can't. I was like, I'm too busy for this. I gotta, Let me finish all the things I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like on the plane back home, I'm going to get all up in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really, really, really excited to see because it's like a, it's like a. Have you guys already talked about it in the show? Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so yeah. then we know that it's like a Game of Thrones except blackish shit. Yeah, and yeah. African, and and that's my, those are my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm really, 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 really super pumped to yeah. read. And also like the she sold the the film rights to yeah. it like in a second yeah. or yeah. something. So it's it's yeah. I want to I want to get ahead of the game. Yeah, because I was very far behind with games Game of Thrones. Are you caught up now? 
Let's oh, discuss no. this. Okay. Because, look, <laughs> I was super late to the party. See, well, I wasn't interested in Game of Thrones. And then, so, like, I have a, a group of black girlfriends who all explained it to me yeah. in such a black-ass way that I was like, okay. Yeah. And it was like, then he came through and he was like, bat, 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 bat. And then she was like, and she she was a virgin. Then he was like, oh, my moon, my stars. My stars. Or whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, and Lisa Bonet's husband was like, bat. Like, I was like, okay. Ah. I love it. <laughs> That's why I had to start watching it. And then I watched like the first four seasons in like a, a weekend or yeah. something. Yeah. And then um, I think, you know what? The Red Wedding really crushed me. Oh. And I yeah. haven't been the same ever since. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't I don't know when I ever will. No. But, um, that was a very emotional end was, of season it trauma- three. It was so traumatic after I watched it. I left my house. The next day I went to discuss, I was discussing it outside of a train station. My friend, I started crying. Yeah. Outside a oh train gosh, station, right. I was crying. In public. Yeah. Uh, not in public. I was like, and then he said, the Lannisters to, send their regards. No, I had to pause and, and take then, several breaths. I was, I was like, just, I was a man. I need to jump on this wave. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. I tried, I've tried watching the first episode five times. The, the first episode, you've got, to, you've got to push through the first yeah. episode. Because I remember, they just, they yeah. just shove everything at you. They don't explain I started watching it in the five seasons and I started watching it. When I first watched that first episode, there were only three seasons out. How many seasons are there now? Like seven. Seven, seven or something, seven. yeah. I am actually, so basically the composer, his name is Raman Jawadi. He's coming, he's doing a tour mm-hmm. and he's coming to London on Thursday evening. I'm going to see oh, him. Fine. And it's going to be like at this, like, at the London Stadium, whatever, but it's, it's going to be big and I love the soundtrack. I'm literally mm. obsessed. Wow. You know, they just greenlit the prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the the yeah. Age of Heroes. Ray tweeted yeah. that today. Crazy. I was, I was shaking this morning. I was like, oh my wow, god. is it really that good? It's it, like... Apparently, yeah. Have you read... The, oh, you should read the books, though. Oh, hell no. Oh, if you'd like the books. And yeah, I read the they're books. They're a yeah. commitment. The books are... Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. real. They're real. Yeah. I know this is a books podcast, but I'm not reading it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, the books I, are... He's like, I don't even know how to read. It ain't it, Definitely not. <laughs> no. Okay, so Children of Blood and Bones. Children yeah, Bones. I'm reading that. Um, okay. I just got into uh, Sula. Sula. Oh, oh, yeah. Morrison. What's going oh, on? My God. That is the- <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, I tried that's reading an, that. that. That is. I tried ooh. reading it, but I- in, like in a good way. What is it? <laughs> I feel like. Wait, 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 wait. No. You, how far are you into it? I'm not no. that far. I'm. I'm where. Um. What is it? I want to suicide day or something. Oh yeah. Okay. It's very very early. Yeah. It's yeah. very early. I'm closing my ears because yeah. it's at home and I have to be read fair. It. The, re- <laughs> the reason why I w- I'm kind of like oh be- it's just because. With Toni Morrison, she deals with so many traumatic things that yeah. sometimes I just I'm she just, just drags not you in the mood for it, and she does it in such a way that it's it's too. I don't know. You're like, yeah. okay, Tony, right? Chill out. Yeah. So it's it. aggressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of Toni mm. Morrison. I'm not because I think. I mean, I've I've said this before. I think she she writes to be deconstructed. Oh. Like she writes for the college students to be like, and then this. Like, for example, The Bluest Eye. Yeah. I don't know, you found it really tough, right? But I didn't. I, I only I read the first couple of pages. Really? Yeah. I was mm. looking at it like a deconstructive way. Yeah. And, okay, how would I write an essay about this? Yeah, I say this every time with Toni Morrison. You, there's a hurdle you need to get through. Like the, the thing After the first third of the book, yeah. it's tough. And then there's like a bit where it's just all free-flowing. And you're like, oh, this is amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. And it's just like, bam. We just stab you, in the, stab you in the heart. I emotions. stopped reading The Bluest Eye for this very reason yeah. where I was just like, I don't think I have the concentration for yeah. it. You've yeah. got to really push at it. Yeah. 
I don't think I would ever read Beloved. It looks too long. I too did long. half of Beloved. So this thing, I read half Beloved and it got to a point where I was like, I can't do anymore. I'm still ready to fight somebody over the movie Beloved. And oh, I've just... not, I've not watched it. That's Oprah's in that. Yes, I, Oprah yeah, yeah, is yeah, in, yeah, it. Yeah, in it. Oprah is the Beloved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It's honestly, the Beloved is a very, very strange tale. It's very strange. It's strange in movie form. I'm mm. guessing it's got to be even stranger in book form. Yeah. yeah form is quite strange because you're like is this real yeah is it not real which is why i really want to get through sula i really because like i've given up a few times on tony morrison and i really really want to be a tony morrison fan like yeah. i really really yeah, do yeah 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 all right ray what are you reading oh listen this week has been tough i told you okay life decisions i have been i, I picked how- up a copy of vogue <laughs> and i read that that's it that's it okay that's i mean fair enough don't you know no pressure <laughs> Right, well, let's move into the main topic. The main discussion. And we're going to be discussing your new book. This is just my face. Try not to stare. Yeah. yeah. That's um, my book. <laughs> First thing, just wanted to ask, why or what made you decide to write this book? You know, the, your discussion about adulting and making adult decisions yeah. is really funny because I find that I actually, I don't make them too much. Mm. They sort of just happen to me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I feel like I make a very small decision and it gets sort of out of hand. So the book came about because I wrote an essay about confidence because I'm asked about my confidence mm. quite a lot. <laughs> And not, like, in a great way. It's not like, oh, my God, you're so confident. How are you doing it? Yeah. It's always like, oh, my God, you're so confident. How are you doing it? Like, just like, <laughs> oh. like, like how dare you be confident in this yeah. way? And so I wrote about how, like, annoying that is. And it really was a, it was an essay about how, like, as a kid, I didn't really have friends. And I really tried to make friends. And the reason why I didn't have friends is not because I was, like, bullied, but because I kind of was an asshole. Like, I was <laughs> I was a very smart kid. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever spoken to a smart kid, but nobody really likes a really no, smart, they don't. self-aware kid. And so, um, and that's the, but like, I, I was very self-aware. I was very much already in my personality as a child and it just didn't work with other children. And so I spent a lot of time alone and my confidence really comes from, from just knowing myself and having practice with other people, with being okay with other people not liking me. Mm -hmm. And if that means confidence, that's fine, but I just genuinely don't care anymore. I'm too tired. And so that essay sort of went viral and it made rounds and it was everywhere and a lot of publishing companies and book agents approached me thinking that I had a whole book in me Mm -hmm. and I really didn't know I didn't think I did and you know when I think about writing books I don't know why but I envision someone writing a whole book in a night yeah Uh, Yeah. right don't you and um but what happened I just sort of was like okay this is an exercise in seeing whether or not I can write a book and it started with like a chapter list and and I was really trying Trying to write non-serious stories like fashion, hair, but I found that I only picked up my laptop to write whenever I felt stirred in, stirred in my soul about yeah. certain things, and I felt like full, like sick, like I needed to throw up. And writing was the act of me throwing up. Mm. And like I was afraid that every chapter would be really depressing, but apparently it's really funny. It's really funny. Thank it you. Is. It really is. There's even moments where I'm kind of like. Am I supposed to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then it's when I see the LOL and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally would write LOL. And just, <laughs> I just continue about your day and you're just like, okay. 
take us on that journey. I love it. I love it. So then, like, going back to what you said about poetry and how it's, you know, very intimate and you're, mm. you feel like you're intruding. So I wanted to know. Did you ever feel like, okay, I'm giving people too much access mm. to myself by, when you was writing this? No, the funny thing about writing is, like, it's not all in one night. That's weird, right? But it really is just me in a room by myself and everything's quiet. It's just me and my laptop. Yeah. And um, that's exactly who I'm writing for. Mm. Just writing for me and my laptop. I don't. I didn't consider the audience. I didn't consider the reader while I was writing it. Yeah. And Yes. A lot of my stories, most of, they're all intimate stories. And it is a lot of access. The thing is, like, I'm a really honest person in general. I just, you know, outside of being a professional actor, I'm, I don't love to lie. And I li- I just think that there is um, so much danger in lying. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to be as honest as possible so that I can get whatever work I'm supposed to get out of writing. Mm-hmm. Whatever good it's going to do me, I'm going to allow it. And... And it's still not like I I wrote I finished the book when I was like thirty two or thirty three years old. It's not the entirety of my life. Yeah, like it's not it's not your average autobiography where it's like nineteen eighty three May May sixth a star was born. Like it's not it's not that. It's like peaks into my life, peaks out. Like yeah. you know, and it's and it's exactly what I'm allowing you to know about me. There's yeah. plenty more dark stuff in me that I'm not gonna share yet. Yeah. Or ever. That's my choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the things I did share, I'm 100% okay with it because it is it is my truth and because it made me feel better. Yeah. And I don't, I truly did not consider an audience member. And like, and you could, like, you can come up and ask me any of these things and I'd be willing to talk about them. In the book, there is, you obviously share quite a lot about your mum and the relationship that you had with your mum. And there was a part when you called her Superstar Amazing. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. That's what she told me to call her. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I think, I mean, the confidence that I see in you in the book, I see a lot of the confidence of that in your mother. And I just wanted to ask, like, when people come to you and look at you and think, oh, the temerity of you to have confidence in this, in being a, a black woman in the spotlight, how do you go about navigating that practically with these people, though? Not just like, you know, if they are literally right in front of you. How do you go about dealing with that? Hmm. I think maybe one of the reasons why, like, there are so many, like, sad stories and then I laugh at it is because I sort of think of every experience as a blip in the grand scheme of my life, including when someone comes up to me and expects me to be one thing and I'm another, and then they try to dare me to not be the thing that I am. It's just a blip. They're gone, you know? And so I truly don't really care what other people think, whether they think something bad about me or good about me i know i'm the navigator of my own life like i'm the only one driving the ship i go to bed with myself and i wake up with myself consistently and so um no matter what people think about me it's always it's always going to be secondary if it's that high up on the list in the first place to what i think about myself so how have people close to you how have they reacted to your stories obviously you talk about your brother you talk about your mom and dad like I do. So, <laughs> what was the reaction? <laughs> well, I mean, has your mom read it yet? My mom did read it. So, in the states, it came out in May, May first, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. On July fourth, twenty seventeen, my mom texts me to congratulate me on the book. That's quite a few months later. 
<laughs> if you are counting. Um, because, and I think it took that long. One, I think that, um, I think that she was very nervous about what I was going to say in the book. Like, cause back to what I said about, you know, I just told you exactly what I wanted to tell you and nothing more. Yeah. The book, my mom does come off it. She is very confident and she, I think some, a lot of people are like, so your mom's obviously your hero. Um, because that's the way I wrote her. My mother is not my hero. She's yeah. my mother. My mother is not... I always am like, what? You're like best friends with your mom? That's weird. Because if you're best friends with your mom, then who's your mom? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have a very mom relation. And also, like, my mom was the A parent. So yeah. it was yeah. easier to write about my dad because I yeah. wasn't as, like, like geographically close to him. Yeah. Whereas with my mom... I worried more about what she thought. And, like, everything I said about her in the book is absolutely true. Yeah. So were the things I did not say about her in yeah. the book. And so, and I think my mom was very afraid, very afraid of how she would come off in the book. Yeah. And she could not congratulate me until she read it and made sure that she didn't come <laughs> off um, the way pride. she could have. Yeah. My mom is as human as my dad is, as human as I am. Yeah. And, you know, has been great, but also has made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a relationship that is ongoing. There's sort of like a figuring out that I did with my dad. Mm-hmm. I um, there's like almost closure yeah. with my dad, which oh, okay. that allowed me to write about him a lot more honestly. I was thinking, like, what's that like now with him, kind of based <laughs> upon what you've said in the book? So, <laughs> so, so here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. So I, okay, so at the beginning of writing the book, I was not talking to my dad. You there are. was finality over that relationship for me, okay. um, or I thought there was because there isn't. Like when you decide to stop talking to a parent, there's no finality over yeah. it until. <laughs> I guess death, and um, and I was like, I'm good, <laughs> like, you know, and uh, and throughout, but that distance and me thinking there was finality allowed me to see him as a person, and so um, seeing his humanity really helped me to get over the things that upset me about him. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the book, we actually do, I do get back to having a relationship yeah. with him. Um, I do. And so way after the book came out, like when the book was coming out and I was on the press tour and, you know, I was being asked questions about it. And my dad, like, so like my book agents threw me like a a, a book party and my dad came and my dad was exactly the way I described him. <laughs> He was at the book party, sitting cross leg on the couch, like where there's French news. Yeah, imagining French news in his head. Like he was, and I was like, "Look, he's doing it." Like he's exactly what I wanted him to be. And then um, my last day of the press tour, I'd gone on Trevor Noah, Mm. and afterwards, my dad and I went to dinner, and he said to me. He said, and he knew about the book, and he knew that he didn't. He he was like, "So I just want to let you know, I'm not going to cut you out of my life." And he said that his current wife, I guess maybe his favorite wife, because, oh, that's a whole thing. Like, if you read the book, there's yeah. a whole, like, wife thing yeah. with my dad. Yeah. Um, and my dad is Muslim. My dad is very Senegalese and also very Muslim. And he said, I'm not going to cut you out of my life because my wife told me that I shouldn't and all of these things. And I was like, who you going to cut out? I got the money. Like, I don't... <laughs> at this point, I mean, I, I'm such a grown-up that if my dad cut me out of my out of his life, it actually doesn't really affect my day-to-day. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And I just assumed it was 
was like over the things I said about him in the book and like the foster care and yeah. all that thing, you know, all that stuff and the wife and stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why? And then I asked like, why would you cut me out of your life? And he said, because you're a slut. Ooh. And like, I know that sounds really harsh, but I laugh so hard because like, if I get, if you could own <laughs> the dry spell mama was going through at the time. <laughs> Like a smooth Sahara, okay? Like, I was like, <laughs> I wish, Daddy. I wish I was I, out here in these streets. Uh, but my dad... <laughs> like, honey. <laughs> so... <laughs> but my dad is very... And, like, also, that's not my dad. It's my dad's culture. My dad is mm. very Muslim. So, like, what happened is he heard that I talked about losing my virginity in the book. Mm. And that mere fact of, like, because I'm not married yeah. means that you know culturally speaking I would be a slut mm. and he really didn't he was saying it matter of fact like and also it was hilarious to hear my dad say the word slut um where was I going with this story <laughs> oh so anyway and I was like that's so funny daddy and so I hadn't given him the book yet but I took the book right in front of him and I dad proofed it I was like let's skip this this whole section where I talk about like I don't know yeah. um, boning and then <laughs> and don't read the phone sex chapter and don't read that and I was like and I'd get to this one but I let him read everything that I said about him every yeah. single thing there's yeah. nothing because um, I also had this the I also had this motto if you wanted me to say you were dope you should have been dope mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that's like that goes for me if I want people to say I'm dope I need to be dope to them and yeah. I'm yep. not always dope to everyone yeah. and that's just the breaks what was his reaction when he read about himself I literally have never checked back Really? I true honestly, yeah. I I know it sounds like a I really actually in real life do not care. Yeah. I really yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like something there's something about like being this honest and talking this much is that I'm like I'm out here saying it and I understand like look we live in the internet's time. We live mm-hmm. in social media. Once you say something, you have to be very careful with your words because yeah. they live on forever. Uh-huh. And the bulk of the things I say, I'm aware of that before I say them. I'm yeah. very thoughtful. Yeah. And I I gave it to him and I don't care about his reaction and he we Gucci, I just talked to him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's done now. It's yeah. done now. It's, it's out done there. Now. It's printed. Yeah. It's like it's, and that's, that's that's your truth. Like yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't really then, and also, it's my version. Yeah. His version is different. Yeah. Are you are you not interested to know though? Maybe how he's reflected on his own behavior after reading. That's what I'd like. I'd be like, oh, what but do you like, now think about your behavior? Yeah. Maybe it's caused him to to grow in in particular ways. I mean, African men don't tend. They, it's like they get to they get to forty and they're kind of solidified in how they are. Mm-hmm. So growth is rare. It take that long? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. No, I know him since he was at least thirty-one. <laughs> but but. but Perhaps your words, ha- maybe they stirred him a little bit and caused him to reflect and change. And it's all that uh, toxic masculinity and hypermasculinity just, <laughs> yeah. just hiding all the emotion underneath that is actually there. But, but you I know. mean, doesn't that interest you at all? No, because the other thing is like not there's I don't think there's anything in the book that he read that is new. Like the other thing about the way the my thoughtfulness and and my honesty is ain't nothing in there that's a secret. The, mm. My fam, my actual family, other than like maybe phone text and all this, but like the, the, my issues with them have always like I've been arguing with my dad about why I'm not Muslim since I was five. Because mm. he like because I was born Muslim. I didn't want honestly it was over bacon. I wanted to no longer be. <laughs> Muslim and then and my dad was like you can't make that decision you need to read the Quran because he didn't think I'd do it and I did like I'm telling you as self-aware and like 
like adult weirdly as I am right now, I was this at five. I yeah. was this at five months. And I didn't read the whole Quran. I still was five. I skimmed it. Yeah. I skimmed it enough to know that this is not for me. And so I my dad's not my dad is not going to be surprised by any because I've had it out had with him. him. Yeah. Where are you with spirituality now? What does that mean to you? So Alex question. <laughs> so, like I said, I was born Muslim, yeah. which I'm not sure you can be born any religion. And I remember my brother and I would pray with my dad every time he would pray. And at some point I'd be like, Are you gonna teach me these words? Also oh, he didn't teach no, you what they meant. Th- there were so many words and no, he never he never taught me what they were. Like oh, I, I, I would just copy behind there were some words that I would like pick up, like because yeah. you, you hear it five times a day, like yeah. a song. And I'd like I had no idea what I was saying. Oh. And it was it, which is very different. My mom's Christian. My mom was bo- Baptist yeah. and taught me the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And so and it was in English and so it was different. So you understood it more, yeah. Exactly. And so but I but I still prayed every day, five times a day with my dad. Yeah. So I was exposed to both. And when I was a little older, my mom was a gospel singer. But I, and my mom said, I was not Christian. I also don't have godparents. I also was not the favorite child. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was the second one. I'm I'm only 11 months after my brother. And they got. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hella lazy so fast. Oh, my God. I have nothing. got all the love. Yeah, he did. And, so, and my mom was like, my mom was like, well, I don't want to baptize you. I don't want to christen you guys because I want you to choose your own religion. Yeah, so I've yeah. always known it was important to do so. I had a few yeah. friends who, who said they would do that and their parents did that for them as well. Yeah, I think it's the best way because like at 19, I chose Christianity. Yeah. And I was exposed to both. I was exposed to, to Islam. I was exposed to Christianity and baptism and even Judaism because my mom performed at a lot of bar mitzvahs and yeah. And a lot of Jewish teachers. And so I chose religion when I was 19, and it changed my life. And then it changed my life in a way where I was like, actually, I don't need, I don't believe that I need another person for God. Although the Bible says that if, um, when two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. 
but <laughs> I went to, I mean, my, my church, my church was very, very, very small, very normal until I had money. And then I literally had like in during worship, my pastors told me that I was supposed to be a millionaire. Jesus spoke to them, said that I was supposed to be a millionaire, Wow! but I needed to know that that money wasn't my money. It was Jesus's money. So wow. right now we're going to pray. We're going to bow our heads and anoint you so that your managers and your agents move to make you a millionaire because I want to push this wall 50 feet back. I want to push what? this wall 50 feet back. We want a bit, we want a baptism pool. I want better light fixtures. So right now we're going to pray that you are a millionaire because I want a third floor. Like it was that. And all of a sudden, and I realized that I was a distraction. Yeah. That in my place of worship, I was a distraction. And so I had to remove myself from that. And now, and I also like it took, I was like really devastated for a long time. And then I realized that I actually don't need a third party to, to believe in God, to feel God, to feel his glory and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so I don't go to church and I wouldn't even say that I'm spiritual because that, that even feels like something different, but I believe that there's a higher power. I believe that something, um, that there's a bigger calling, uh, for me, and that there's something that I need to be very, very grateful yeah. to, and so I am. Yeah. But I'm I'm that without the help of a pastor telling yeah. me what I need in order to get a check. Speaking of spirituality, then I'm really interested to ask you: Do you actually believe in psychics? Oh, <laughs> I like, mean, because some of the, the story, psychics, some psychics, the psychics are real, man. I know, but the story you read, it, it hey, almost, it, it almost convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't uh, I don't it always convinced me as well yeah, I don't know how you can't I no, mean like I don't know how I can't for sure I think because I see so many charlatans mm-hmm. it's difficult to then think well one of them one of them must be real I do you know what I mean psychics. obviously the story you tell you've told is kind of like wow that's crazy like but then you're still you're still skeptical because it hasn't happened to you do you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's almost like you have to experience it to yourself I don't think it's that I think it's more you have to know whether you'll be open to that happening if you're already sceptical looking at it then you're probably not going right, to feel... It's a self-fulfilling It shouldn't work like that. But, time, but, but, I mean, I would look at... I'll be like, I'm, I'm like, there's no reason like, for me not to believe in psychics. Yeah, but isn't it like... Do you know what I mean? For, that's the way I look so at it. So do you believe in um, like those star signs and stuff? All of that stuff? I don't believe in horoscopes. Why? What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Typical Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in horoscopes, but I believe in, I believe in astrology. That okay, any sense. That's what they are. The no, 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 no. Because no, I mean, the horoscopes and just a so bit. What, if you're, you're you're not the horoscope, if you're, but the astrology, like the the stars and the alignments, and when you're born at a particular time, and then, then you know, this happens. Okay. But that is horoscopes. Yeah. Mm. Slightly different. They can, but they're connected, Alex. So you can't. I, mean, yeah, I know, I know, but like, I mean, obviously, if you're reading, no, 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 like, like, by the way, example, I'm a Taurus, so as a Capricorn, you and I are connected. Yeah, oh, so is there. So so you... Oh, where do you? Taurus as well. Oh, hello. Oh, hey, hi. Yeah. Wow, I hate no Taurus. The Gemini. Whoa. Happy birthday. I mean, is it? Was it last week or was it? Is it your birthday was last month? At end Ma- of May. At the end of May. Happy birthday. Um, thank you, but I'm really... A- <laughs> this happens all the time. Gemini. Twitter and especially hate Gemini. I know, because Gemini's there's 40 of you. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a- no, because like Geminis are a lot of different people. Yeah. Mm, no. Yes. We're not. Yes. Kanye. We can... <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Is Kanye a Gemini? <coughs> yeah, I think he is. Yeah, is Donald Trump sure a Gemini is. as well? Yeah, is he? Yes, oh, but so is God. Naomi Campbell. Okay. So is Lauren Hill. Okay. So, so is... <laughs> and those are all examples bitch, of people... you are proving this <laughs> point. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Mama Sita. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> today, today, Alex 
called me Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah well, apparently I'm Mariah Aries. Carey. She's an Aries. Aries. She's an Aries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. How oh, you guys, I hate that I know this. So I was bad. about to say how you guys just Beyonce's really Aries. So Beyonce's a Virgo. No, Beyonce's, Beyonce's a Virgo. Very, very famously yeah, Virgo. That's, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I totally forgot. If you look in every newspaper, they have horoscopes, right? And then it's just somebody yeah, that I writes. Read them. It's somebody that writes these things. And I don't know. Kind of Susan Miller be hella lit. Mm. Susan Miller is actually really, really like she's a she's yeah. But I I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, this I mean. one message can't be for every this single I mean. Capricorn. But yes. I met, but I appreciate the stars thing. I don't, I don't believe because people because people used to read those before. But anything I, else. I used to read them. I no, the start like back in the day. No, they like, used to, to read, read the, the stars. stars to know the directions. Gabri, do you believe in psychics? Okay. <laughs> True, that is what we was talking about. Yeah. Okay, um, yes. I believe what you're saying. I also believe what you're saying. The thing is, it is very, very easy to prey on. Because, like, the reason people go to psychics is really because you're just because you're sad. Yeah. And you just want to know that whatever you're going through is not yeah. going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to know that you're not going to fall off of a cliff. And it's very easy to take to take advantage of someone in that state. Yeah. And so there are lots of charlatans and it's actually really, really easy. Like it's super, it's cold reading. It's like, I'm seeing a, an older mother figure, a maternal figure. Uh, she could be past. She could be. That's be, my aunt. Is it? A, is it? Is, of and course, of oh course. And then you answer the rest of the questions. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you, if you notice any psychic that I spoke to about, the, the psychic that said that I was going to be famous or I was going to be this thing or whatever, that I was going to like deal with Oprah somehow, I didn't pay any of them anything. There's no money that exchanged hands. Like the first was my um, stepmother who like she did do it for a living. People did come to her. And then the other two were just people I passed in the streets who just like and I didn't ask them. I didn't approach them like, hey, am I going to die? They were and they was like, Oprah, that's not what happened. (laughs) They were like, I see something. So yes, I believe in psychics, and I have, mm. I have a numerologist that's really, really oh, great. Oh, numerology, numerology is really interesting. interesting. And honestly, anyone can do it. But like the one, like my numerologist is like tits. Like he's amazing, and he's not super expensive. Like he's not out here with like a million homes and jets or anything like that. He just some people just have a gift that does it. Because like the thing about it is, it's a gift and a curse. Like some people are are like you know, are warped with the fact that they can see other people's futures that they can see death and. They can, you know, that's a, it's a huge responsibility and it's a huge part of their lives and they honestly can't really do anything yeah. else. Yeah. And so, and they, those people aren't usually crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, usually because they have so many clients and they don't want to take advantage of people. I do believe in psychics, but I don't believe, but I'm very aware of who actually has it. Because they're like, yes, I have a numerologist and like, oh, you're so on Google. Like, yes, but there are <laughs> things you can Google about me and things you can't. Yeah. There are plenty of things you can't. Like somebody, a psychic that I a psychic five, no, seven years ago told me I was going to write a book and I had no aspirations to buy a, to write a book at all. And I remember like my discussion with him was like, I could never write a book. I could never do that to my mother. Mm. And then he said, your mom says that as long as you tell the truth, then she's going to be fine with it. She's not going to be happy with it, but it'll be whatever, as long as you write the tr- tell the truth. And every, when I told my mom that I was writing a book, every time I talked about it, she was like, well, as long as you write the truth, it's going to be fine, but it's whatever. She literally mirrored exactly what he said. Yeah. And so, like, you couldn't have Googled that about me. Yeah. I mean, yes, you could guess that somebody, a celebrity, might write a book, but, like, not that specifically. Uh, Do you really believe your mom's psychic? Because one thing I found interesting is that Every time you'd say something about your mum, you'd say, oh, I just asked my mum and she doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Was she trying to kind of just be like, uh, leave me alone or yeah. sort, of, sort of thing? So it's, um, 
I feel I'm already tired saying this just because I know it's like a, one of the so um a lot of us are. It is not only is it, so my mom is a Ridley. That's her last name. Mm-hmm. Not only is it a Ridley family trait, it is a City Bay family trait. A lot of us are, yeah. and in different ways and in small ways. And my mom, my mom tells me that she had psychic visions when she was a child, and she was so terrified of it that she asked God to take it away, and He oh, did, wow. and she regrets it now. <laughs> yeah. Now she doesn't remember that. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I've I don't have memories of my grandmother, but everyone talks about how she was you know and like and not in a way like wasn't charging anybody and i um i I can't quite say i would not say that i'm very psychic i'm very i'm very very intuitive yeah um there there are some things going on with me and i just like but i would never say that i'm psychic yeah the same way my mom wouldn't the same way my grandmother did because like it's a it's a lot and it's it's a huge label and and i can't be sure Mm -hmm. that you know what i'm saying is real like how do i know it's not just like ridley big talk or whatever where I just think I'm more important than I actually am. But um, I think that she is just, yeah, I think she's nervous to say what she is. And so she just doesn't. And none of us do. I want to like, I say my future. I'm just like, I'm going to do this. Do everyone does that? Oh man! Yeah, that could be a self fulfilling prophecy. Right? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy children's blood and bone. Oh yeah, you're gonna. Love. Oh god, I'm so excited. Okay. There's also this thing about so what I uh, kind of have the power of manifestation. This is my power too, sis. Exactly. Thank so you. I could be wrong. It just <laughs> happens because I said it. <laughs> that, that we don't know. That's interesting. Um, I actually wanted to ask a question around mental health and stuff, and like you touch upon it on the oh, book. Yeah. And I felt like you realized that there was a problem, or you had a problem, and you took action. And a lot of people don't do that. And I just wanted to know what made you go. What was it behind you that was like, I need to fix this? And a lot of people don't realize that. So that's that is something that is very important. And your mental stability is so paramount to who you are and how you live. So how how did you? I can just think, oh, confidence. But yeah, like, no, what, what I mean, was it that made you? It's not even confidence. Yeah. It's a, like uh, the confidence kind of the idea that I could be a confident person came because I got help. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I, I well, I'm black, and so and I'm guessing you all are. Oh yeah, we're black too. We don't identify. I don't as know where else. I identify no. as. <laughs> I identify I as Beyonce, do. and she's got, you know, she's got a lot of things in her. She's yeah, red, she Creole. Creole, you know. So I was like, yo, black ass is black. <laughs> <laughs> you Creole, you ain't better than me. <laughs> but, so the thing about like being black is, um, we don't really come from a foundation of talking. There we go. Yeah, at all. And maybe it's from you know, I, I don't have time to be sad slavery (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't have time to be you know um, it's we're not great at addressing and doctoring things that we can't actually see that's true you know and you know everyone's sad it's a depression it's you know but we don't because we don't have a foundation we don't talk and also our parents literally don't talk to us like we don't like my dad did not like my dad and I's relationship was completely different and like he I even say in the book that like my dad always said that one day we'd be close and I was like that's bullshit we're not close now and I realized that like I literally he had to wait till I wasn't a child because Africans don't talk to children like I don't understand that they really I mean children this is I mean children are completely different in Africa the way or in Senegal specifically I think just because that's the part I know then we are everywhere else no one talked about it and honestly I 
I've always been a sad child. No one is, no one who's actually paying attention is surprised. The first time I spoke uh, personally about suicide, I was nine years old. And no one did anything. No one did anything. And in fact, I got in trouble for saying, and like, I, I'm not sure if I was serious at the time. I'm not sure. But like, it was like something happened where I was, um, I was at school and like, again, all of my, like all of my classmates hated me and I was like nine and it was like the last days of, of the school year and um, all the girls in my class were following me around making fun of me. And I had like a book because books were my only friend and I would walk away from them, sit someplace, sit and, you know, and continue to read and they would come after and they would start, you know, again, I moved around like four times. And like, I think the fifth time I was like, you guys, you need to stop it or I'm going to kill myself. And I'm not sure that I like, I'm not really sure that I meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was sort of out of exasperation. And one of those little bitches told the school, <laughs> Uh, this is like school mom, the recess monitor. Yeah. And so I was asked to go to the principal's office. And the school had a protocol, if a child says that, that I wasn't aware of, they had to go home for the rest of the day. Not only do they have to go home, their parents had to come and pick them up. Oh, no. My mother did not come mm. pick me up. And they still couldn't let me go home by myself. And so what happened is I spent the rest of the day in the principal's office. Okay. And uh, still no one came to get me. So the principal drove me home. I didn't get home till 8, almost 9 p.m. And then uh, my mom yelled at me for saying that. How could you say it? How could you say that? And then it was like, were you serious? And I was like, oh, I should say no. Otherwise, I'm just going to get in trouble some more. And it... it and you know what? I probably did want to. Like, if I had a button to erase my existence, I probably would have pushed it. Mm. But my mom, being a friend, like, and I also say that, like, my mom, my my parents love me um, more than I suspect they do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's their job to keep me safe. And the idea that I would rather they not is probably terrifying. Was terrifying. And the only thing she knew to do was to yell at me to correct my yeah. behavior yeah. but then nobody yeah. did I was nine years old no one got me a therapist no one said you should no one checked on, in on me mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I was 19 that it just got too big yeah. and I realized I was an adult and I realized this is my life and I had to do it on my own yeah. and so that's the thing about that and I, I just wrote a speech about how like you know my parents would love to say anyone who loves me would love to say that I don't feel the way I feel but they don't they're not up all night with my racing thoughts mm-hmm. you know they're not at school panicking and crying and sweating because they because my brain just won't shut yeah. off. They're not actually feeling what I'm feeling. And so it's easier for them to say, you're not. Yeah. You're not feeling it's easier on them. Yeah. And so and my mental health is hundred percent mine. And so it's hundred percent my responsibility to get together. And honestly, I'm not going out like that. Yeah. I'm not going to commit suicide because I know enough to check in with myself mm. and to get my shit together. Yeah. And because it's my shit to get. Y'all curse on this for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's my fucking shit to get. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's my mental health and it's most important to me. Yeah. And and the same with you the same with anyone else if no one believes that you're sick you don't need them to i don't need anyone to believe i'm sick it doesn't matter to that anyone else it doesn't matter it matters to me and so i get my own help because i as sad as i get i really enjoy being alive Mm. i really enjoy it i'm Mm. having a really really great time and depression will always be a part of me because that's my chemistry but i know better than to let it eat me yeah yeah Yeah. real talk Powerful. I mean, we could have just ended it there, and then we just been like, <laughs> you know, say, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. Right. Let's let's end it there. Let's yeah. move on to our next section. Oh man, which is oh. mostly 
Netflix. The film I didn't watch. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, 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 film. so the film's called The Five. I'm about to read you because I feel like your feelings on it are. Incorrect. Well, I mean, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hey, the film's called The Five. What? Heartbeats. Five, five heartbeats. How dare you? Five heartbeats. Yeah. <laughs> the five heartbeats, directed by Robert Townsend. How Robert dare Townsend, you? Yeah. The thing is, like, I, I did, I really did like the movie. It was really nice to see familiar faces that were really yeah, young. Yeah, Liam. I, I really liked that. And like I said, like it did feel kind of like because I've not watched many movies like that. It did kind of feel. Why are you ready for me? No, I'm so sorry. You know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. My posture and everything. I was like, you're right. You're right. No, I'm a chill. I'm a chill. I'm a chill. I'm a chill. Um. <laughs> Derek is shook. He's just like, oh my God. <laughs> no, my energy was already fucking you up. Right. It, it was, it's kind of like it was a precursor to the new edition story. It make no sense. Um, because the new edition story yeah. came out in 2017. No. And the five heartbeat is not a pre... It, no. <laughs> no, no. No prequel, but kind of... I think because I watched that first and when I watched the five hobbies I was like oh, okay so this could kind of be like the model that they used to make the new edition story yeah there we that's, go. yeah that's what I meant so the five heartbeats is a is a, a lot of people believe that they were real but it's, it's actually a fictional yeah, yeah. like <laughs> Motown uh singing group in the vein of the temptations yeah, which that's is what I thought. actually yeah. a singing group so it's um was it five guys mm-hmm. five guys five four guys Robert Townsend Leon mm-hmm. Oh, who's everything? Their brothers, and oh, those um, two are so good looking. Yeah. I know. You know what? When when I first saw him at the beginning, where he's kind of leaning down and he's calling one of the girls over, I was thinking to myself, actually, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, you know some people are so good looking, like so that sexy. You're just, you're, like, just wow. a, you're, mm-hmm. you're a bit uncomfortable by it. Yeah, no, he's a Leon a fine ass Cool Runnings guy. Exactly, Cool Ooh. Runnings guy. He also played Little Richard. He also uh, do you do you guys have Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah. So you know he's Cynthia Bailey's baby daddy. Oh, that's is Noelle's it? dad. Yes, what? his fine ass. Yes, okay. that's Noelle's daddy. Right. <laughs> I want okay. him to be my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into him in a Jamba Juice once. I was like, yes, sir. So, so it's um, those two are brothers. And they're, I mean, they're so poor. They have like 11 brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. all share a bunk bed. They have like all of them. And then Choir Boy, um, who was the son of a preacher. And then um, the lead singer, who is the lead singer. He's fine, too. But the he got boy. some. Yeah, he's a bad boy. And then there's Harry Lennox, yeah. who is the baritone, I think. Yeah. I think. And it's um, it's how they become famous and how how the fame changes their lives mm. and what happens to them. Like, the lead singer eventually um, becomes a drug addict and they have to kick him out of the group. And then the brothers don't speak anymore because the Leon, the fine-ass brother, steals Duck, the, I guess, Robert Townsend brother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it felt mean to call him the unfine ass yeah. brother because Robert Townsend is also fine. Um, I would also take that daddy. And um, they it breaks up the group because he takes his girl, mm. and they and then eventually they get back together. But it's a it's a it's like the Temptations. It's a and it's such an incredible story with incredible music, and it's just it is a black classic. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the music, but. I just thought that sometimes the movie couldn't make up its mind about what it wanted to be. Yeah. So there was the bit where the murder bit, 
Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I was kind of just like this, fuck red. This feel yeah, fuck red. But it's just kind of just like this just feels a little bit strange mm. in here, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that that kind of bit. And then again with the cheating thing as well. Okay. There was just so many things like thrown at me. I was just kind of like, what's going on? It was on? like it was like let's let's just get all of the issues that could actually be involved in a in mm-hmm. a in an African American group at this mm. point of history let's just throw it at them but if you have to, if you remember true, like, yeah. that movie actually have we all seen the Temptations movie I've not seen the Temptations so seen there's it. the Temptations movie it was okay. on VH1 it was like the American Dreams the Jackson movie okay. did you guys see that so I, like yeah. but Five Heartbeats predates the Jackson movie yeah. predates the Temptation movie predates New Editions movie yeah <laughs> 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 this gave him such a side eye predates all of these movies and so in a weird way it sort of is the innovator yeah. of that kind of genre of you know Motown music storytelling yeah yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can get that definitely when apparently his fiance was cheating with his brother were they actually cheating because I know they went into the hotel together mm-hmm. but he was basically just saying you can't marry my brother because you're in love with me but we don't actually know whether they did anything. Yeah, but we, so what, we they, know, didn't, they didn't physically, but they were still sat on there, right? Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that his other brother didn't see any of that. He doesn't know what went down in the hotel. He just left on the assumption that they're, you know... But he knows his brother, because remember the very first scene, he has to do the shy brother thing yeah. in order for him to get a girl, and his brother constantly walks away with his girls. Mm. So that's why I think he was like, not this one, the one I love, the yeah. one I'm about to marry. This is so I think he already knew it was up because he's seen his brother do this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I did. I enjoyed it. It was I'll watch it again actually. Think about this. Yes. Like, I Learn them songs. Yeah. I ain't got nothing but love for you. <laughs> when they're singing the with the police officers, yeah. like I'll, sing it, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is going to happen? I thought, are they going to sing? What's going to happen? And then it just, out of nowhere, the guy came with the baritone. I thought the Bobby Brown char- kind of character, the bad boy, I thought he was going to do something. I thought, he, I didn't think he was going to sing. Gonna... Yeah, but he didn't really sing. He just... Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was all, well, I, I, we do this all the time. My friends and I do this all the time, where it's like, uh, still, uh, what was it? Um, what is it? Um, damn it, damn it! I can't think of it. When he's like, "I still got it, duck. I still got it." Oh, is that when he's <laughs> when he's, when they kick him out of the group and oh, he's yeah. in the back? <laughs> <laughs> Nights like this, I wish raindrops would fall. I still got it, duck. I still got. He's you're on crack. You need to not. You ain't still got it. Stop. Because there were so many memes. <laughs> So many stuff, like so many things that came from that film, and I was like, "What is this film called?" So when you put it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the film." This, this is the film. Watch it. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good film. It's pretty mm. funny. Okay, well, I'll um, go and watch it then. You got, yeah. you would love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny actually, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, it was. Because yeah, Robert Townsend is a, like he also. Did you guys see um, uh, Hollywood Shuffle? No. What? Okay, you okay. have to see. <laughs> so now we have. A- so. Hollywood Shuffle is an incredible film directed again by Robert Townsend. Also, um, stars Robert Townsend. And it's all about like what it's like to be a black actor in Hollywood where like at a time where like if you want to be hired, you're either a maid or a pimp. Yeah. Or you're a criminal and stuff. And he he wrote the movie himself, directed himself. He maxed out credit cards. He applied for lines and lines and lines of credit. And he like really, really he really bet on himself for it. And it became such a huge success. And it's this idea that you don't have to wait for Hollywood no. to to cast you as a pimp in order to be successful. You don't 
don't have to wait for Hollywood to say you're good enough to be somebody's maid in a movie. You can actually bet on yourself and win. Mm. It's incredible. Just, yeah, it. Definitely gonna I'll, watch I'll, it. I'll watch it, definitely. <laughs> so, so we've come to the end of the show. I, I, I beg know, your this pardon. So come, come to Ray's No, we issue. haven't. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> he always does this shit. I'm so, I'm, I was you used know, to you not being here since Oh, last week. wow. Sorry. Okay. My bad. <clears throat> this is Ray's corner when she has an issue. It's yeah. like the read. So yeah. I oh, have sure. an issue today. So my issue is pretty simple. As you guys all know, I am the lead president of the Hive over here in Europe and the Middle East and um, <clears throat> Australia. And I'm really pissed off because I thought as, you know, president of the Hive, I'd get a, a letter. A WhatsApp. And, you know, like, you know, uh, no, a letter from, you know, the Hive over in the US to tell me uh, 24 hours before the album drops that something is going to happen. Now, unfortunately, I was up all night waiting on the first day. I think it was the 6th of June when Beyonce was on this stupid redeeming Jay-Z tour that she's doing right now. <laughs> you guys need to... He's earned his wait, stripes. Wait, how do I, I have not finished my speech. Wait, wait, okay, okay, okay. please. Please wait, wait, wait until I finish my presidency. Thank you. And so I did not receive this email from the US Hive. And this heifer went to Cardiff and she really just did Coachella again. She just, she did the same thing. No album. So I just wanted to make a public announcement to Beyonce and your team over at Parkwood Entertainment. Ooh, girl, be careful. Mm. <laughs> Please? Wait, hold on. Before you finish the statement, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> you better drop something. Because Friday, I'm going to see Beyonce and her plus one. And... <laughs> and if there is no music till then yet, it's on site. I'm coming up on that stage. What are you going to do? And I'm having a talk. What are you going to do? Listen, Uncle Julius, that bodyguard, can step aside because I'm I'm there. Right, wow. So yeah, that's my speech. Are and um, that's my issue. And you guys are welcome to add in anything you want to say. I Gabby. have nothing to say. Right. <laughs> Wait, do you... I have a question. Yes. So do you actually get like a heads up email no. or something from... <laughs> Oh, oh, like, do you, do you, no. oh, Gabrielle. There's no this one is that all gets... in her head. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I just, wanted, I just needed to know. I just needed to know what's real and what's not because Gem- I, I could have sworn that Beyonce does what the fuck she feels. Gabby, with Gabby, Gabby. Gemini, Gemini. This is it. Wow. We were saying. You know, you know, there's several, several, several <laughs> things going on there. She has no idea who we are. What's happening? Right? No, I get it. This is just how I feel. I'm really offended. I'm actually offended. Like I was there <laughs> waiting after Coachella. This this woman hasn't posted up from from, from Coachella. 29th no. of April, I think it was. That was the last time she posted a picture on Instagram. And I was really rooting every day. My notifications were on. Yeah. But that's kind of rude, though. You, right? You, 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 you actually do have a whole world tour. <laughs> a whole world tour. And there's uh-huh. no, and there's no new music. And there's Which, no new music. The plush one shade is... <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> like it. I've seen pictures of him on stage of her in Cardiff. And I actually from looks really Bed's stiff. I <laughs> from Bed's Die. I know Marcy Project quite well. I've been a Jay Z fan for a long time, <laughs> and he still got splainers. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about it. Also, anybody like you know what? Google this later. <laughs> okay. I don't want to like Google this later, but um. I'll just say this and we can move on. Okay. Denzel Washington okay. and Jay-Z okay. currently look exactly alike to me. <laughs> this is Take that how you want. It. 
Take it how you want. Google it later. Just put the, just what? side by side them. Just side by side them. Something's happening. Something's happening, y'all. Yeah. I almost tweeted it and I said, better not. You are right. But something's happening. Something's happening. I don't know what. I'm not saying it's bad or negative or a good thing. I'm not just saying. I'm just saying it's happening. Yeah. I have nothing to do with it. Now let's move on to um. So I also think it's rude as fuck that we out here in a stadium tour and ain't got no goddamn out. I was really, I was really, I was petrified because my 11-hour flight here. (laughs) My 11-hour flight here on Wednesday. I was like, I swear to God, this is going to be the moment. Like, this is my fear coming into life. Because I'm terrified that I would be on a long flight or, like, in a very long meeting. As she, do you know, okay, first of all, when the Beyonce album came out, I had wrapped my doobie, okay? I put my scarf on. I was going to bed. It was after scandal. I said goodnight. (laughs) And then I hop on the Twitter and everyone's cussing and screaming over. I said, I unwrapped my doobie. I woke up in the morning. See, you woke up in the morning. Thank God I got there right before. Mm -hmm. Okay, when she dropped uh, Formation, Mm -hmm. Formation happened literally as I was boarding a plane. And I said, and I got it right before, right before we took off. I said, bitch, you was close. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you was real close. So I just knew that this 11 hour flight was going to be the one. Because also it was June 5th. Mm-hmm. Her show started June 6th. Yep. And I was like, this is the moment. Yep. Now, it's rude. And like, also, we saw her walking around with her laptop. We knew she was up to this something. Is, she's no, in Jamaica. She is, Why she was she in Jamaica? She's up to something. So I'm thinking, you know she what? She was shooting doing. videos also. Right? Yeah. You know what? I didn't even remember. You're she right. Was. She was shooting videos in she Jamaica. Was in Jamaica. What doing? is she doing? Stupid ass song. She was doing all of this stuff. For what? Tell me, for what? This is what I know she's going to do. She's going to yeah. finish that stupid tour. She's going to drop an album and she's not going to say anything for the next two years. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was literally, I was really about to be like, what? I was about to be like super on her side. No. We're like, look. She is a witch. Beyonce already gives us so much. Okay? <laughs> she like, less, if we want to keep it funky, she don't owe us nothing. Yeah. She is giving us three profits. She's giving us three nuggety babies. Right? We, she owes us nothing. I was about to say that. I was about to be like, she owe us. And then I was about to be like, no, she don't owe us. But then I remembered the video. The video, right? see? The laptop everywhere. The laptop. The braids. When she the gets braids. the braids, you know that Remember that weird? Style. Yes, the protective. <laughs> yeah, but like also, wasn't she wearing a jacket with like... With shoulder pads? What? what was that about if we weren't getting an album? <laughs> be- also, I also know... She really, really look. She's trolling the shit out of it. Oh, like, and she, she knows, loves it. She knows what we're doing. Yeah. Beyonce she, is the type of person that you know how in um I think it was like year four when she got those uh that group dance that dancing group when she was doing uh girls. She got a group in oh, oh the Africa. Yes. yes, she yeah. was troll. She was like she said like I was on YouTube. I was on you know just trolling, trying to see inspiration. This is how I know Beyonce has a secret account on Twitter that she probably does. has like, she does. like okay. a dog or something. <laughs> I had a secret. I ju- I I look like I just joined Twitter. I actually had a secret account on Twitter for four years exactly. before I became. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. Beyonce I have a secret has, Instagram like, account. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce how has all of these things. I'm probably talking to Beyonce. I don't even know it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just to see all of these things, just to get inspiration. The bitch are crafty. Okay? <laughs> this is it. She crafty. So this, this is how it. I know she's up to something, but she she wants to test our resolve. She's yeah. like, you know what? Are you gonna come? She's listening to Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy's staring up. She tells her what to do. She tells her exactly. <laughs> like, how to so do what we're not gonna money. do? We're not gonna put an album. Like, we're not gonna do it. We're gonna <laughs> let we're gonna let him start. And yes. like honestly, let's not give her what she wants. <laughs> No, like, let's just, she gonna troll us. Let's yeah. treat her like a troll. Yeah. All right? Let's ignore her. <laughs> let's ignore her. Thank you. Until she's, and like, you know what, sis? Drop it when you're ready. Yeah. When you're ready, on your time. Yeah. You know what, matter of fact, not even on your time. <laughs> on Blue's time. On Blue's time. <laughs> 
How about that? Whenever Blue feel like she ready, I'll be ready. Yeah. Until then, be blessed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My issues are done. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot y'all was here. Basically, I just decided that Gabby's our new co-host. <laughs> We're going to have to drop one of these boys. And, that ain't going to be me. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> you can join anytime you want. Good, good. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Listening. Yes, thanks guys for listening. Um, this has been mostly Beyonce. Um, yes! <laughs> mostly Beyonce. Um, Let's go. But yes, so yes, thank you for joining us, guys. Next week, where are we going to be? A live show. So next week, we're going to be at Africa Rice. We're going to be joined by Fua Hush. We're going to be talking identity. Yes! Politics. Her new book. Britishness. British. So yes, oh, please. Oh, so I'm not invited. That's cool. I mean, you yes, can... No, no, no. Hop, hop I mean, back on that flight. You, can... <laughs> you come in, if you want to come back, we'll welcome you. But you know... That's what she'll drop like, the album. Take me where you're going because I can just drop these two. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, so we'll be there and we're really excited to see you guys. And we have quite a few um, live shows lined up this we month. We do. Uh, so if you check our Twitter, you'll be able to find all of them. If you check, check our website as well, you'll be able to find them. Find us on Twitter at Mosi Lit, Instagram, Mosi Lit Pod. Email us. Email us at mostlylit at gmail.com. And our website, mostly-lit.com. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yes, and then, Gabby, where can they find you? Oh, everywhere. So I'm on Twitter as at Gabby City Bay, I'm sure. My Instagram, my actual Instagram is Gabby3Shabby, the number three. Uh, two Bs and a Y for both Gabby and Shabby, so Gabby3Shabby. Um, and if you happen to see a small picture of me on Instagram with the name Power Bottom... It's me, but you still ain't invited in. So take your ass down to Gabby Three Shabby and happen be happy with what I gave you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, thanks for coming, Gabby. Thank you for having so me so much. It was such an honor to have you. Thank you, Gabby. Um, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, yep, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm Derek, and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.